All right. Well, welcome everybody to the Thursday Connect call. We are so great to have you guys. Uh, almost up to a hundred, and um, uh, this is this is one of my favorite times of the week. Right? We always have such a good time. Uh, we have some amazing guests today for you. We're going to walk through jumpstarting your pipeline. Before we get there, I would do want to remind you of a couple things we have upcoming and actually one thing that's already happening right now. So upcoming next month is Total Business Blueprint. It is back. It is with my man, DJ Dawes. I can see him right there. DJ, you want to say anything real quick? You want to unmute yourself about next month and in, in your Total Business Blueprint? Sure. Uh, it's a, it, The last one that we did sold out. Uh, we've had over 200 Ignite members pass through the five sessions that we've had so far. Uh, and it's all about systemizing your business, right? Having a conveyor, conveyor belt philosophy for every single step of your business. Um, and my favorite quote about having systems is that systems don't have good days or bad days. It uh, doesn't matter if you come in in a good mood, if you're feeling it, not feeling it, hungover, whatever, doesn't matter the system still operates effectively and efficiently every single time with every single loan. The goal is to have the same loan experience for every single client that we provide financing for. Uh, and yeah, hope to see some of you guys there. You and me both, buddy. Uh, I, there's no way I could do the amount of loans that we do as a team without our system. So, uh, and we see that as a common thing, right? Uh, most top producers have a system in place Jake had a system when he was doing it. You know, every top producer, you got to get systems. So again, Total Business Blueprint, um, it sold out last time. That is coming next month. We'll have a link for you guys to so watch that. And then I do want to remind everybody, we have already started uh, with Fanatical Prospecting with Angie Turley and Jen Guile, but we did record the first call. Only one call is done. If you want to still sign up, you can. Um, that one's almost sold out as well. Uh, that one's actually relatively inexpensive. It's only two ninety five. If you you know if you're not if you're on this call and you're not part of Ignite already, um, you could get half off through corporate, uh, and uh, we can give you the recording of that first call, and you could still join the last three calls. Uh, so again, Angie Turley, Jim Guile, there are no better people to show you how they are bringing in business through their events. And it's a really really unique way. Uh, Angie Turley doesn't have a ton of realtors, man. She is going direct to consumers through events. It's amazing, amazing stuff. So if you want the recording, um, we can send that to you for the first call and you can join the next three calls. Uh, and we just put the link in the chat. All right, Kathy, let's get rolling. Who do we have today? Uh, I heard, I know one of these guys is part of Fairway, Indiana. So I'm excited about that. There you go. Well, I'm really excited to have our guest today. And I, and I think what, what I've observed is that, you know, we, we kind of rolled out an experiment and we called it our assist program. And what we came to find is that there were a lot of people who weren't able to hit their numbers. And it was because there was a lack of understanding of the basics required to bring in business. So we say, you know what, work hard. But if we don't break down the steps of what does that look like? And so we have seen great traction with some of our folks who were not bringing in loans. And as a result of following the disciplines and following the successes of some of our coaches, we have seen some tremendous impact and some tremendous traction. And so my thought was, I wanted to bring in a couple of those coaches, understanding that they do this out of the goodness of their heart, which in and of itself is quite impressive. That is, um, to me, an indicator of the level of commitment that these folks bring to the party. They want to see everyone at Fairway be successful. And they've been willing to give us a glimpse into the specific steps that they take day in and day out, the disciplines, the systems that have allowed them to consistently drive numbers regardless of the external noise. And so if we can focus on what we do day in and day out, it really is quite beneficial. We got to keep our, our activities high regardless. So I'm going to start with Laura. Laura, if you don't mind, just give us an insight into some of the tips and, and tricks you've taught within the, within the exist context that have allowed your clients to see some, some really great results. So, you know, one of the things that we have to do as loan officers is prospect realtors, right? In this market, if you're not doing it, the guy down the street is. So I would encourage everyone to prospect realtors that you do not know from this day going forward if you're not already doing so. So I have a list. So one of the tools that we use in our class is the pyramid that Ignite has. So it's the prospects pyramid. You have a bottom 50, which is your 50 prospect agents that you want to work with, 
uh, 50 agents that you have worked with, uh, 25 agents you've done a deal or two with, uh, maybe it goes up to 12 agents uh, you're working with once a quarter and then your top 10 or something like that, right? So the prospects pyramid is a super great tool with Ignite. Well, the question is, how do you fill your pyramid? In 2013, before I even knew what a coach was, what I would hear was call your database. Well, in my ignorance, I did not know what that meant. Nobody broke it down for me. I didn't understand what call your database meant. So call your database. That means Go back through your closed loans, identify the buyer's agents and the listing agents that you've already worked with, right? These people know you, all right? Add them to your list if you're not working with them. Call your title agents. Title agents are a great um, source in your market because title agents know everyone. They know all of the realtors. Not only do they know all of the realtors, but they know all of the lenders who aren't closing on time and they know which realtors are mad at their lender. So call your title agent friends and see if they have, you know, two to five realtors that they know are struggling with their lender that you could add to your prospect realtors. Um, go on social. Do you have friends that have, um, that are friends with realtors? Are you friends with realtors? Okay, so build your database that way. In some markets, um, you may have a realtor friend who has access to the MLS. Um, I have a realtor friend who once a quarter, she pulls the top 200 agents in the market for me so I can see who's working and who's not working, okay? Um, so that's where you're gonna get those top 50 prospect agents from. Now, before you start calling these people, you need to get to know them, right? Social media is a great platform to get to know people that you've never met before. Go on their social media accounts, figure out if they're married, do they have kids, are they part of a team, um, are they just, you know, off on their own, you know, a lot of times through social media, you can figure that out, if they're part of a team or if they're working on their own. Um, save your top 50 prospect realtors in your phone. So, one, you need to remember what they look like when you do get that appointment with them, right? So, I save them with their picture. I go online, I'm a, I'm a social media, Facebook, online stalker, okay? I go online, I save their picture, I save their picture in my phone with their phone number, with their email address, who they work with, okay? So save them in your phone. You've, at, you've identified them, they're on your pyramid, you wanna meet these people, you wanna be friends with these 50 people, save them in your phone with all of the information that you need. Um, and then, if you haven't done so, you need to save yourself as a contact in your phone. Um, your, save your picture. It doesn't have to be a professional picture. It can be um, a recreational picture of you and your husband or you know, spouse or whatever you want it to be with your phone number, with your email address, with your social media platforms. And we'll just plug William for that. I learned that from Total Business Blueprint. If you guys haven't taken that class, it changed my life. I highly recommend everyone take William's Total Business Blueprint class. So now you've identified your top 50, you've saved your top 50 in your phone, you've stocked them on social media, you know a little bit about them, right? Mm -hmm. Now you need to time block your day. I color code my calendar. Before I knew what a coach was, I didn't even understand why I should have to color code my calendar. Now I get it. Like I have a goal, everything green on my calendar is an income producing activity. Um, I tell myself every week, I want my calendar to be green. It's not always green, but I want it to be green, right? Because if it's green, we're making money. So I use gold because that's my golden hour. That's the time block that I use when I'm calling agents. So you need to figure out what color you want your time block to be um, in the hour or however long you identify that you're going to sit and prospect and call agents to get an appointment with them. Um, the bigger thing is, is in that hour, you've got to do a little work and you have to plan who you're going to call. I have sat and stared at the contacts on my phone for a whole hour and trolled through them and not dialed one single person because I had call reluctance that day because I really didn't want to talk to anyone and I didn't want to deal with rejection and I never, and I never dialed a number. So in that time block, you've got to put who you're going to call, right? You can structure it a zillion different ways. 
You can say, hey, today I'm going to make calls until 25 people tell me no, or I have two appointments set up for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. So however you want to do it, but you need to set a goal for how many people you're going to call and who you're going to call in that time block. So now you have to make the calls. You've done all of the work. You've figured out who you're going to call. You've time blocked your day. You're ready to go, right? This is not a sales call. What I've discovered in coaching some um, of the Ignite Exist uh, folks is they were trying to sell themselves on this call. This is not a sales call. Guys, we're trying to just make friends with people in our market. This is this is an interview because the person you're calling, you may meet them and decide you don't want to work with them. You have a choice. This is not a sales call. So when they answer, this is what I've done. This is what worked for me. Um, you may shift this a little bit to what may work for you better. They answer, hey, this is Laura with Fairway Mortgage. I haven't had a chance to meet you yet. And I was just wondering um, if we could just sit down together for a few minutes. Are you free on Tuesday at 10 or Thursday at 2? They're confused. They don't understand why you want to meet them. You don't need to tell them anything more than that other than you want to meet them. They are a realtor. They want to meet people. Notice I gave them two different days that week. Not only did I give them two different days, but I give them two different times of the day. So I gave them Tuesday in the morning and I gave them Thursday in the afternoon for them to pick from. All right. They may say you may get an answer back. Why do you want to meet me? I mean, I don't know. You're a lender and or I'm a lender and you're a realtor and I just would like to sit down with you for a few minutes. Can we meet on Tuesday? Most of them are going to go. Sure. It's what they do for a living. They talk to people. Right. So you have. So let's just say you have the meeting. Um, Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to make sure I don't leave anything. I made my notes way too long. So you're, you're good. <laughs> so so with it, and, and just so you all know, so everybody on the call has a lot of points, a lot of salient points to share. And so after the fact, Laura's given us a really specific scripting around what goes on at that meeting. We're going to go ahead and send that out to everyone after the call. Really, really helpful tips. Um, and I love Laura's assumed sale. Of course, you're going to want to meet me Monday or Tuesday. Here's the time. And then texting to say, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. See you Tuesday. No opportunity to have an out. So those are some great things, Laura. I really appreciate it. Um, yes. And why, so why wouldn't they want to meet you, right? They want to meet you. All right. They need to meet you. You're making this call to help people. Okay. If they don't, most times I don't leave, I don't text or leave a message. I just add them back to my call list and keep calling. After you. you get, after you get the appointment, you're going to send them your contact card. You're going to schedule the meeting on your calendar. You're also going to send them a calendar invite. One of the biggest things that I've seen is that day of when you send that text message to remind them about the appointment, most people will say, um, hey, are we still on for the day? Well, if you ask them a question, you're giving them a way out. Don't ask the question, are we still on for the day? The day of the meeting, when you send that text message, hey, this is Laura, I'm really excited about meeting with you today. I will see you at two at the coffee shop. They're like, man, she's, she's like, where does this come from? You're not giving them a way out. Odds are they're not going to cancel. They're going to be there. When you get there to run that meeting, part of what Kathy is going to send out um, is a scripting to run that meeting. You need to let them talk about themselves. So when you're in the meeting, keep in mind, people want to talk about themselves. You're not going into this meeting. This is not a sales meeting. If anything, you're interviewing this agent, right? You are going in this, into the meeting with questions you have prepped to ask them. Who's your favorite lender? Oh, wow. Tell me about them. Tell me more. You're not going to bash their favorite lender ever, ever. You want to hear all of the great things they have to say about the lender that they work with. And then take note, because sometimes, you know, when you get into, well, tell me what, how they do that and why you like it so much. Sometimes you can implement things into your business that another lender is doing that this realtor really loves that can help you down the road. Then you have to pick a point where you have you insert yourself, right? You're running this meeting through questions. You're controlling the meeting through questions. You're not selling yourself. You're asking the questions. You're letting the agent talk. You get to the point and you say, well, if you could change anything, what would it be? Oh, wow. Tell me more. 
really. So, and then at the end of the meeting, you have to be able to ask for the business, right? So you say, okay, well, what if, you know, I can bring you all of those things that, you know, Bob does, and I can also do this other piece over here that, you know, Bob's not able to deliver right now. Would you feel comfortable sending me your next customer? You've asked for the business. You've ran the meeting, and at the end of it, you've asked them to send you their next lead, okay? Part of the, what's on that script. Um, after the meeting, um, shoot a short video from your phone, from your car, same clothes you were wearing. Hey, thanks for meeting with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, that's from one of my other coaches, Shelly Connell. Um, make sure you follow up with them. One thing that I want to press is we all use CRMs and everybody uses their CRM, right? But your CRM is only as good as the person who's using it and what you tell it to do and whether or not you do what your CRM tells you to do, okay? So if your CRM is telling you that, hey, today you need to write five handwritten notes to these five agents that you met with last week and you snooze it and you don't do it, then it's not getting done. So Ignite has a new agent onboarding a piece of paper. Everybody hates paper. I hate paper personally. I hate paper. But if I'm going to snooze an alarm and not do something that my CRM or my calendar tells me to do, then maybe I need to print a piece of paper and keep it on my desk. Because that piece of paper is really going to remind you whether or not you've sent your handwritten notes after those meetings, whether or not you've followed up with those agents, you've called them later, um, you've texted them, and you've continued to try to build that relationship with that realtor. This is what you're doing. You're building a relationship with an agent, and relationships don't happen um, overnight. So just make sure that you keep following up until you see the fruit, um, because it will come. Their favorite lender will mess up and they will send you business. And it, the biggest rebuttal that you'll get in that meeting is no, they're not going to send you their next deal. So maybe you ask them the question, okay, well, if you're not going to send me your next deal, how about, can you look through the last five people that you sent to your, um, to your lender that was not able to get an approval letter? Would you let me look at those five deals that couldn't get an approval letter as a second opinion and see what I can do. Great stuff, Laura. So appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. And I, and what I love in all of this is if we can adopt a philosophy is, is sometimes we win, sometimes we learn. Go into every transaction, every conversation, looking for the opportunity. What is it that you can learn and what it is that you can take away um, to the next one? So thank you. So many, so many great, great points. And we will send out the scripting that Laura has so kindly shared around that. Um, and, and then Brian, I know, has developed some of that agent checklist within Total Experts. So did you want to chat on that real quickly, Brian? Because I think that really helps people stay on track utilizing the CRM. Kathy, were you talking to me, Brian? Brian Cantrell, yes, thank yeah, you. Sorry, sorry, I want to make sure. Um, yeah. yeah, within Total Expert, there's a lot of that information where you can go in and create uh, follow-up action plans and um, other scripting that makes it uh, almost almost impossible to not follow up and and uh, stay in touch with your with your both your past clients, your prospects, and your realtor partners. So systems, we were talking about total business blueprint, finding a system within total expert and using those, uh, those tools is a great way to stay on top of that. Perfect, thanks for sharing that. See, did you have any follow-up questions for Laura? Yeah, my question is how, how often out of 10 times do you actually get that deep with the realtor where they're actually giving you uh, their last five turndowns? And like out of 10 people you talk to, um, how many how how many do you get that far with um i don't get i don't get that far with i don't have to go that far with many i will tell you that the way i make the calls to set the appointments i probably get 95% appointments set from those calls because i don't make it a sales call so, so the goal is to get in front of them so you know 9 times out of 10 based on what you shared in the beginning you're going to get that face to face appointment yeah, if I sit down on a Monday and made a list of 50 people I'm going to call, if um, eight people answer the phone, I'm getting eight appointments that week. And out of the eight appointments I get that week, because of the way I follow up with the text message that day, I'm going to run at least five of those appointments that week. So Mr. Dunsky's on this call. I have a real quick question for Mr. Dunsky. 
if 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 you meet a person a day outside the office, I know you've been in the same office for years. If you meet one of those people a day, and that's five a week, 20 a month, 120 in six months, could you widen your base of people, even as good as you are? If you if if we consistently had people do that, could you widen the depth of how many agents you work with? And that's number one. Second question is. 10 to 15 groups is usually your referral network. When you say, what's that mean? How many people do you really get more than four deals a year from? More than four deals a year, 10 to 15, 10 to 18. So the point is, Mike, how many people do you get business from more than four deals a year? And you've been doing this for a long time and you're, you're like the best of the best. Laura's too. I mean, how many people? Six, seven. Okay, six, seven. So if you, if you six, seven, give more than four deals a year, more likely, and this is, it took me years to figure this out as an originator, you're going to have a group of people that champion you or they're more of your fans than you even are for yourself. I know Austin's got those people. They want to give, how many loans you get? How many loans you get? They're like on your side. If you make a mistake, how, whatever. Now they're not happy, but they're on your side. So if you do the things that Laura's saying, you can widen out your base of people. Mr. Dunsky, does that make sense? Hundred percent, and you want them to feel guilty if a client doesn't go with you. That's how deep your relationship goes with those real estate agents. Okay, that, so there you go. So the point is, this this is that time we can't widen our base of business when we're busy. This is this the time to plant because you can widen your base, and when the market turns, and you'll get deals along the way anyhow. But when the market turns, it's like look freaking out if you do the work. Laura, how many meetings have you had in the last month, would you guess? I'm not actively doing that at the moment, Steve, um, but that is how I but, got there. Okay, but you don't have to once you once you get to a certain point. Is that fair? Not necessarily. Um, I actually set a goal for myself that I do have to do that. In this market, we do have to do that. We're, we're um, just in a different environment, and I don't care how many loans we're doing right now. Um, I think that what we're looking at coming up on Q4 and possibly Q1 next year, that regardless of what our production is now, I think we should all be prospecting agents that we don't know um, and, and be in that space. So I'm giving you a little words of caution here for the whole group. The whole time personally originated in the 80s, the rates were above 10%. They tipped down below nine to nine and a half just a little bit. And here's the problem when rates are high. And you're gonna, you might not like hearing this. Corporate freaks you out. I would listen to hardly anything corporate said during the origination period. You say, why, Jake? Because corporate doesn't know. The people that don't loans don't do loans. They have no freaking idea what it takes to get business. Listen to this group. Listen to the disciplines that Laura's talking about. That Mike talks about. That we're going to hear next. Listen to that, but don't don't put a lot of stock in what corporate says. You say, why? What do they freaking know? They're not doing loans. Just turn off the noise, go do the work. If you're consistently doing the work, if you would meet a person a day outside the office, think about it, that's 120 in six months. If you could do that, you would you would expand your people more than six to seven, because you would. Now, maybe you don't have to, because you'll get enough business you don't need to, but this is about doing the disciplines, doing the work, and turning all the other stupid stuff off, and just, just go meet people and have some fun with it. So anyhow, I'm sorry for blurting, Kathy. I'm sure I'm in big time timeout. Yeah. I'm in I'm in coaching timeout. You guys are glad I'm not a coach. Okay, I'm sorry, Kathy. Always appreciate your questions. They're always very insightful. So one question that we had in the chat that I I would love to share to ask of you, Laura, is when you that offer to review turn down clients. How often is that actually? Does somebody take you up on that? Is that something that happens very often? I have had some agents go through and send, well, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? You have to be cautious because you don't want to end up being their deal saver only lender with that, you know, but it, it is a way like if you, they're just completely resistant to um, get to giving you a chance on the next deal, right? It's a way to get in the door and say, well, what about the, the loans that your lender hasn't been able to give you an approval letter on, especially if the lender they're working with is a bank lender, right? I mean, how many deals can they not do that we can do? So, you know, it just gives you another way to edge in and say, well, what about the last five? 
can you just let me take a second look at those? Because we do have credit tool and resources to be able to help people that are challenged. So. Great. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate it. So when it comes to all of this, it all sounds great. We all know what we need to do, but for whatever reason, we just can't seem to stick to and follow the plan. We can create it. We can find a million things to do other than doing our plan. So what I loved about Craig's perspective is he really drills in on the mental part of prospecting. And Craig, would you be willing to share with us some of the points that you brought up, which were amazing? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for the opportunity to come in and chat. And, um, you know, there's a lot of crossover uh, with Laura on the activities. Um, for me, I like to, I'm, I'm a little bit of a why person. Uh, you know, if you ask my mom, I pissed her off a lot growing up because I'd always ask why. I couldn't just take the answer surface value of go do this. Well, well, why do I do this? I need to understand the back end of it. So what I really try to do is help with the assist group is help them understand the why. Why are we asking them to do these things? Why are you know, why are they having problems right now? Making the the connections, making the you know the converting, doing some of those. So I like to start with the why. So um, part of that is, is a lot of it is mental, you know, what are they, what's stopping them? What is the, you know, what are the, what are they, is it call reluctance? Is it fear? Is it, they don't know uh, who they are, what they are, you know, what their value that they bring. Um, a lot of it when they're having conversations with the, the, their partners, I really instruct them, ask questions about the realtor partner, just like Laura was talking about, because at the end of the day, they're trying to sell who they are, not the and then the company, not, hey, I'm trying to sell my company does X, Y, and Z and trying to sell themselves. So we really try to understand the psychology of it. So I really dive into helping them understand that we as human beings, we create shortcuts in our brain. Um, we get hundreds of thousands of inputs a day. We really need to categorize those. those. So we create shortcuts and those shortcuts can be good um, to help us make quick decisions, but those shortcuts can also be very bad because they're tapes that play in our head and tell us that we can't do it. Or last time I did it, this is what happened. And so when we were presented with it again, that shortcut clicks in and we, we get all this fear and this aversion. But we also need to understand that the people that we're talking to, the clients and the partners and everyone that we're talking to, they have their own shortcuts. And so we really dive into what those shortcuts are. So we go through disk profiling. If you, if you haven't studied disk, I know Ray, the disk king over there, if you haven't studied disk, talk to Ray. And But you really need to understand your disk and, and the disk of the people that you're talking to, because how you structure the conversation really depends on their personality. I like to say that you can't argue or negotiate logic with emotion and you can't negotiate with emotion, you know, people that need logic. So you, you need to meet them where they're at and, and how, and you're having those conversations and disc profiling is a very quick way to get to, you know, you may miss the target every now and again, but you can get really, really close. Um, we really go very deep on the laws of influence uh, by Robert Cialdini. I absolutely recommend anyone that's in sales and to, to get that book. Uh, Earl, I actually listen to it on Audible because it, it is a very technical book at times, but it really goes into the principles of influence like reciprocity and scarcity and authority and lightness and commitment to consistency. So all these that as we are talking and even catering our marketing, we understand those shortcuts of how the human brain works. So we're gearing those conversations and we're gearing those activities to, to leverage those shortcuts. Um, so the uh, understanding the, the conversation of starting with no, we're going to get we're going to get rejection. So there's a book that says that by uh, Jim Campo, old Ohio State uh, football player guy. I, I like uh, he says start with no. And uh, it's, it's about, great, you got the no, now it's time to really have that negotiation. So it really deals with rejection and understanding how to, to, to navigate um, through that. I really like Steve Sims' um, book of Blue Fishing, and he talks about asking the same question three different times. So when we're talking with realtors and our partners and they say, you know, they're not interested, right? Or I've already got a, a, a lender that I work with, and, and you're tr really trying to get the truth behind um, the question that you're asking, you ask it three different times, three different ways. Because the first time they're going to tell you what they want you to hear. The second time they're going to tell you what they think you want to hear. And the third time you're typically getting in the truth. So we really dive deep into that. 
Well, one of the things we we spend a lot of time on is is in in the laws of influences, uh, law of reciprocity, and the law of commitment and consistency. So how that plays into what we do is in in our in our relationships, both personal and business. If we're not spending the time to to deposit what we call what I call emotional currency into those individuals, then we don't really afford the right to to withdraw by you know asking for favors, asking for business, and things of that nature. So I usually preface the 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 activities that I'm about to go into that are similar to what to what Laura's doing is hey we're doing these conversations, we're doing these activities to build emotional currency, to build that up. Some people have a higher price for to, to take that withdrawal to ask those questions. But the point is you need to be you need to be building into it. Because if you ask too early, you ask too soon, you go into deficit on that emotional currency bank account. What happens, right? You what happens if in a, in a real life situation? You get the nasty letters, you get the red flags, and nobody, you know, nothing good ever happens from going uh, deficit in your bank account. Same thing with the emotional side. If you are not spending the time to deposit that emotional currency in your family, and your friends, and yourself, and your loved ones, and your but your partners, then how are you expecting them to? you know, how are they to, to give you or how are you going to make those withdrawals? So we really spend a lot of time going in on that. And then a commitment and consistency. We as individuals and our partners are, we, we like to be com- uh, consistent to the commitments that we make. And so when we go, and we have those conversations with realtor partners, we have to understand that they've made a commitment and that's a shortcut. They've made a commitment to these other loan officers or this other loan officer that they're working with. And we're asking them to deconstruct that shortcut. We're asking them to deconstruct that commitment. And so there's a way about going and, and really um, uh, uh, diffusing that and, and letting them know that we're, we're really not trying to take them away. We want them to have that relationship but we're we're wanting we're wanting to be a part of the team. We're wanting to be a part of the group, not move them away from the other. And so by going that way, we diffuse. Hey, I'm not asking you to decommit from one. I'm asking you to add another commitment, and that's that's a lot easier process to to good to do. And then obviously you you blow them away with what what you do over time, and you can take them away. But that's where we are right now in our market. And I'm about to transition to the to to what we the activities that we do. But where we are in our market is we need to be spending more time with, in my opinion, go deeper with the realtors that are actually doing business. Because if you look at the first six months of this year, I don't know if anybody has seen seen the numbers. Only eight percent of 1.2 million realtors have closed have sold more than four homes in the first six months of this year. So 96,000 realtors out of 1.2 million have sold more than four homes this year. So in the first part of this year. So if we're going out and we're hitting as many as we possibly can, it's great that we're planting seeds. And I'm not saying there's not value in planting seeds. We absolutely need to plant seeds for, for the growth in, in Q1 of next year. But we, in, in terms of making it happen right now for those individuals, we had, we had to understand we got to go still market share. We got to go still from, from other lenders that aren't doing the things that we need to be willing to do. So what I have the clients do when I'm talking to them is I, 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 you know, we start with the pyramid, but I really have them kind of move over to a strategy of I need to, I need to segment them into A, B, and C groups. So my A groups are anywhere from five to eight partners. They, these are the people that I either want to target that I'm already working with. Maybe you can, you can maximize it to 10, but there's, these are the people I'm spending a lot of time with. I'm doing business planning. I'm meeting with, I'm, I'm having conversations regularly, maybe going to dinner with, and these are, these are the, the people that are going to, to, to sustain my business year in and year out. And so some of, again, some people are, they're going to be people that you're working with and some are that you're trying to target, but these we're, we're hitting them one way or another once a week ever. And then on the sixth week, we're meeting face-to-face and then we're repeating that cycle. So we have a cycle, a regimen, something that we document and put together um, and to, to hit them six weeks. So it, it's a phone call week one, text message week two, uh, and you know video text message maybe week four. But in week three, what we may do is go into... Um, to Zillow and leave them a review or, or Yelp and leave them a review or go into social media and find something meaningful that's happened, send them a personal um, letter, something that just stands out. But we're contacting them six different ways 
um, over six weeks. And on that six weeks, we're doing face-to-face. So that's just a repetitive cycle to make sure that we're building relationship and depositing emotional currency. So on the B partners, we move those down. Those are, you know, people that may move up into the A. They're, they they may, may be good people that just don't do a whole lot of business right now. They're, they're, they're people that you want to keep at an arm's length, but not inside of your inner circle. And typically we recommend 15 to 20 of those individuals. And those are on two-week cycles. So basically a whole 12 weeks before we repeat the cycle again. So I'm almost repeating almost the same thing that I'm doing for the A partners, but I'm doing it every two weeks instead of every one week. And maybe, you know, I'm not going and doing a, uh, I'm, I'm not going as, as deep as writing a personal letter to that B partner on, on that, but I, I am going on social media and I'm, I'm commenting or, or not, not commenting like, hey, don't just say comment, but asking questions because you want engagement. That's a whole nother step of the process. But I'm doing something different for them. And then my C partners or the C partners that we're, we're going after, that's unlimited. Because at those that point, we're doing lunch and learns. We're, we're doing broadcast email, slide dial, voicemail, text messages. We're getting our, our name and our message out um, in, in, in a mass uh, message standpoint. So we can have almost unlimited of those. But really, the book of my business or the book of the business that I'm trying to tell these clients is, is your, your A and your B partners. Um, the ones that are actually doing business or you know can do business, these are the ones that we're going deep with. That's that's kind of been the structure. And so we put together, I've helped them put together a, a, you know, a grid, a, a Excel spreadsheet of, okay, here's week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, here's what we're doing. We vary the time. So maybe week one, I'm calling, we're calling it Tuesday at 10.30. Week two, we're calling it Thursday at 1.30. That way someone can't set their clock. Oh, it's, it's 10.30 on Tuesday. Here they go. I get a contact from, from Laura, right? Um, we don't want them to do that. We want them to know or feel that it's genuine. So we, we go through that, we have them put it on their calendar, we categorize it so that way it's it's you know it's green, it's gold, it's whatever it is it needs those are those are non-negotiables. Um, and so we we make sure that that is happening because if they don't have a regimen for number one building the relationship to ask for the business to, to ask for the, the conversation, to ask for the meeting, then they, they may not get it in the first place. But number two, if they go into that meeting and they haven't built the emotional currency, they're not getting that, you know, the opportunity to, to convert. And number three, well, what happens after they get the meeting? So if they get the meeting and then they're like, okay, well, now what's the follow-up, right? And so we we keep those A partners on that same follow-up plan. And I don't care if I find an A partner, I'm on week three, I don't have to figure out, okay, well, I've got to start them all over. No, you you they're inserted into week three. So week three, week three, I'm calling all my, or I'm emailing all my A partners. They get part of that email group. So it, it helps simplify things uh, as well for, for us. So that way we can maximize the time that we are going and building those relationships. And I just help them understand that this is, this is like building um, you know, a workout plan. If I were going to go and to lift 200 weight, lift, lift weights, various weights for two hours, and I really didn't have a plan, am I going to build some strength? Sure. But if I had a targeted a very focused plan, I could go in and execute and get more gains in 30 minutes. So we're, we're trying to help them see that. And from a sports analogy, I mean, if we go and want to play a, a football game, we've never read a playbook or never studied it, never ran any routes, never knew what we're supposed to do. We're just going to go out there and run around. Will we have some success? Huh? Depends on who we're up against. But this helps us get our, our mind right. And then this helps us get the strategies to win those appointments. So then we can start implementing what Laura as, is uh, you know, saying and talking about in those conversations, asking the questions, going deep, but we're utilizing the, the things like, uh, you know, all the influencing uh, influence factors, we're utilizing those to, to make sure that those conversations are effective. So Such I'll leave it there, but I can go deeper, but that would be a lot of crossover with what Laura's already done a great job at. Well, thank you so much. It's really nice because there's there's two p- components. There's the strategy, the structure. But if your mindset isn't in the right spot, it really doesn't matter how much structure you have if you're not in a position mentally to be able to adopt it with consistency and without any anticipation of specific results. And that's what I like about if you have a structure and you understand you have to build that emotional bank account before you ask for withdrawals, you're willing to continually deposit 
before you ask for anything. So some great points. And I, I love that analogy. Steve, did you have any questions for Craig? Can we just hit rewind and have him do it again? <laughs> we can. Sure. This is be like a three hour connect call. It'll be great. <laughs> that was excellent. Amazing stuff. It's amazing. So hey, Kathy, thanks for letting us go over because what Craig just shared and what Laura shared, that's that's the best part of the whole week. All the corporate stuff, who cares? I mean, we, we got we want to know what the how. And yeah. that's the beauty of this this whole platform that was started almost six years ago, is we share the how with people. And then it's just a matter of what they want to do for the work. You take what Laura said, what Craig said, and just model that. And then listen to Pistol Pete talk about Vince Lombardi. We we keep rolling. Yeah, right, but Vince? wait, there's more. We've got Jeff. Jeff, can you just give us a wind us up, bring us to the finish line? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Kathy. Appreciate being on today. Uh, yeah, I'll just share a couple thoughts that uh, I've seen in my time at uh, Fairway and working with the uh, LOs at Branch 691, have the privilege of working with Austin Lahr. And we've got a, a wide range of LOs on our teams from Angie Turley to the Austin Smiths down to uh, brand new LOs who have only been two, three, four years and have made it big. Chad Cryo comes to mind. Bill Minet comes to mind. And in thinking over all these LOs that we've helped, you know, get out of, get started, reach takeoff, uh, just really build some momentum, uh, I kind of went back to, I think it was my very first annual meeting that I went to, and that was uh, when we had Darren Hardy there, uh, author of The Compound Effect. Uh, he gave a great speech, a great presentation about working hard, very engaging, uh, and so many takeaways from what he said, but probably the one that stuck with me the longest is what's easy to do is easy not to do. Uh, sometimes we dismiss things because they sound so incredibly simple. And so as I'm thinking of what someone needs to do to expand and build and jumpstart their pipeline, I mean, it, it's just elementary in terms of You've got to, on a weekly basis, be finding some large group events to go to. Uh, realtor events are great, but actually you probably might have more success with some of the outside or non-realtor events because the challenge with realtor events is there's usually lots of other lenders there. But you've got to find some large group events to go to. COVID's now in the rearview mirror, hopefully, knock on wood. Um, but you, you just got to talk to people. Get out there, shake hands, say hello. Um, and those large group events, then that's giving you, if you don't have enough from your database from Facebook to fill up your 50 agent referral partner on the accounts pyramid, those are the events that are going to sustain you to have what I call your one-on-ones or your one-on-twos. Uh, text messages, emails, those are great for maybe getting people to um, know your name and not automatically delete your email, but you've really, you've got to be face-to-face -to, -face to build that relationship. And I say in the beginning, go out with anyone. It doesn't matter. You go to a Chamber of Commerce event and there's not a single realtor there, doesn't matter. Take the bank LO that showed up. There are some deals that you can trade back and forth, things that you can help them with and that they can help you with, deals that can't be done. It really doesn't matter who it is. If you had a good conversation with them, Use them as practice. Take them out, grab a coffee, grab lunch, grab a beer after work, whatever it is that you do. And the goal is to have at least, you know, when you're starting out trying to get to that three to five loans per month, you got to have two of those. So minimum of one large group event every single week and a minimum of two one-on-one -on -one or one-on-twos, those intimate meetings where you get really get to build the relationship. Uh, and you usually need to have probably three or four scheduled just in case someone doesn't cancel, although absolutely love Laura's tip about how to uh, increase the odds that the agent is going to show up for the meeting. And what we've seen over time is if, if someone is doing that, if they're doing that weekly discipline, given some time, it is really impossible to fail in this business. And what I like about that structure, one large group event, two one-on-one -on -one meetings, it sounds manageable. It's not, it's easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. But if someone will commit to those disciplines of doing that, they absolutely will not fail. And then from there, it's just a matter of, oh, 
You want to get up to Angie Turley numbers? Well, you better be meeting with three or four agents per day. It just scales. Math is math. Um, that's, that's kind of my phrase for basically saying that it's a numbers game. Um, you don't have to worry about winning every single deal. Yes, we're going to compete for everyone that we can get, but you're not going to get everyone. You're not going to get every agent to work with you. But guess what? It doesn't matter. Um, at Branch 691, we did just over a billion last year. And I think for the entire state, we were only two or 3% of market share. So tons and tons and tons of opportunity exists out there. Get outside of your head, ignore the noise. Honestly, it doesn't even matter what rates are. If you are a problem solver, if you are a connector, a communicator, if you're just a good person, which we all are here at Fairway, then people are gonna like you. People do business with who they know, like, and trust. And so, you know, you just gotta kind of shift your mindset a little bit. Sales 101, you know, it takes five to eight touches with a partner before they're really gonna start trusting you with your deal. So again, it's, it's having that patience of waiting and repeating the same actions over and over until it finally pops. And if you keep doing it, I've seen it so many times, it absolutely will pop. Um, one tip that's probably the easiest way if you're struggling with, you're not so happy with where your pipeline is right now, take every realtor that you've got in your database, divide them into two groups, alternate weeks and group A on either late Friday afternoon or maybe nine, 10 o'clock Saturday morning, shoot every agent a quick text in group A, hey, I'm working this weekend if you are. Happy to help with any pre-approvals, happy selling. Do the exact same thing the next week with group B. You may not get anything that first weekend. You may not get anything that second weekend. You do that eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 weeks in a row, you're gonna get something. They're going to see you. You know, you've gotta prove to your partners that you're consistent in your activity You've got to chase them a little bit. You've got to show them that you are worthy of their business. And like I said, once once you start popping and once things start falling in place, then you really start to build some momentum. And so, you know, if you're not doing that, you probably, and you're not alone, but you probably have some call reluctance. Uh, in my Ignite Exist group, the three main types of call reluctance that we have, we've got people that are scared and it, you've got to get over, you know, your fear of reaching out. You must directly ask for the business. You know, you don't want to do it too early, but at some point you've got to say, hey, you know, I've enjoyed this coffee today. I'd really love working with you. I'd love an opportunity at your next pre-approval. And you've got to have the tenacity to keep going after them. Because when, you know, we have, it's a human nature, we have fear of rejection, but You've got to translate a no into not yet. Hey, not yet. They don't have the next borrower for me. Not at this time. Um, and then the last thing that I've seen in our group is they're afraid of sounding stupid. Um, and it, to me, that's really funny because I work a lot with the new folks at our branch and I tell them all the time, once you've got six months under your belt in the mortgage industry, you already know more about mortgages than 99% of the agents out there. So don't worry about, you don't have to have every answer on the spot. You know, just say, hey, I'll get back. Let me find out. That's a great question. Let me find out. We have so many tools here at Fairway with branch support, ask underwriting, just all the availability and support that we have out there you can get them quick answers. So just go out, meet people, be yourself, be a resource. And I think the business will come. Well said, Jeff, so many nuggets. And, and I've, I'm seeing the chat room light up with all the things that people have gotten out of this. Probably need to go back and listen again because everybody's content was so rich. Did you have anything to add, Steve? Just appreciate you allowing this call to go longer. This is the best call of the, seriously, it's the best call of the week. Here's the deal, people are, are, are are it's either faith, hope, or fear. And there's a lot of fear. And, and if you just focus on the how and changing your disciplines, the only problem we have in this call is Jan Berger's on this call. She's like in servicing. She's really, really good. And Kim Yowell keeps texting me saying, get her off these calls because now she wants to originate. And since she was a shooter in high school, she played basketball and she still has the whole, she, she still holds the record, I think, for her high school for most shots 
and makes in a game. So she's thinking she wants to go shoot and do loans. And that's the only problem, Kathy, is Kim Yowl is not happy with us. Oh, boy, we can't have that. Look at, look at Jan. She knows it's true. Happy. Look at her. She's <laughs> 78 or she's cracking up. She knows that's the problem. What's Crystal going to tell us right now before we roll? You know what? One last thing, Steve um, Steve Walker, did you want to interject? Because I know you had a lot to do with assist. And you probably have some insights you could share real quickly. Just real quick, uh, and, and really everybody on the call, these three coaches, this is the best of what Ignite has to offer. And we couldn't be more proud to have you representing us and, and with these folks. But the effort that these guys have put in is just incredible. I originally went out, reached out to them and said, listen, hey, would you do this for free? And would you just give me one hour a month for these folks and just give me the best you have? And each one of them have gone 10 times further than what we could have ever expected. Um, couldn't be more proud. And this today was a perfect example of it, Kathy. That's pretty much it. Yeah, thanks, Steve. All right, Pistol, what you got for us? Well, I want to tell you, there were 100 plus people on this call and Laura, Craig and Jeff were fantastic. And I know Ray, Uncle Ray is going to record this, but I feel this particular call should be listened to by every loan officer at Fairway because it's back to the basics. And some of the other calls you have to pick and choose, but this one tells you, and the people are not, I make notes, I tell people that, they're not, they're telling you how to do it, what to do with it, and what to say almost to do it. And you gotta put it into your own words. But everybody was fantastic. And to me, uh, everybody's done it. And of course it gets down, Austin asked what my favorite app was, I don't know what apps are, so I put down the telephone is my favorite app because I, I, I can only, I call. And then as Craig and Jeff and Laura said, you got to get face to face. It's all relationships in what you're doing. And they told you how to do it. Now you have to just want to do it. You got to commit to it. You got to be consistent. And the Vince Lombardi quote I have today is very appropriate to this. And we all get a lot of no's. I've been kicked out every place in the United States over the last 60 years, but you keep going back, you keep going back and you win some. But here's what Vince Lombardi says. If you are not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough. And thanks also, I love being on the calls and these people were fantastic. Really well said. Thank you so much, Pistol. And we will be sending out all of their points. They all took the time to put all of this in writing. So we will follow up with all of it. So thank you to all our presenters. They put a lot of time in for getting it ready today. Yeah, thank you so much, Pistol. And we are happy to call you on your landline. That is fine. We will do that. Uh, thank you to all the, the coaches that got on here, you three, uh, Laura, Craig, Jeff. Uh, not only for getting on the call, but for doing assist. We so appreciate you. And Jake, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. Uh, and I couldn't agree more. This is my favorite call of the week. Uh, we'll see you all next Thursday. All right, everyone have a great rest of your Thursday. Thank you, Kathy. Bye.